It was an exciting and high-scoring week in the world of fantasy major league rugby, and one of our league members may have made one of the biggest mistakes of the year in round three. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show. Bringing fantasy rugby to the masses. Talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number seven of the Fantasy Rutgers Show. Thank you to all our league members. Thank you to the Fantasy Rutgers community members. And thank you to everyone else who's following along the journey of major fantasy rugby in the MLR. And of course, with me is Vandy and uh, a guy in a bag who's a little bit embarrassed to show his face for, uh, for you podcast listeners, listeners. Yes, that is Matt Yee, who has started off this fantasy season 0-3. Man, we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about how Vandy's Utah Warriors are not doing so hot right now. We don't got to talk about that. And then we, we got to talk about, about all of round three and then look ahead to round four. Guys, it's it's been a crazy few weeks to start off this Major League Rugby season. Yeah, crazy is oh. one word for it. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know what? Even it's been fun, even though I'm one and two, you know, it's been a blast. I mean, I'm only and, one up on you because I just happen to beat you. <laughs> And, and, and that's the bone I think I need to pick with both of you to start this season is the fact that you guys are supposed to represent the fantasy Rutgers here. Hey. Me, you are hey. the OG members. You came along with this project <laughs> on top with me and we were supposed to kill it. And what do I have hey. here with you hey, guys? Hold on. Come on. OK, I I'm in. supposed to be the voice of the new rugby fans. The new rugby fans have a better record than somebody who played for Team Canada. No, no, okay, no. That really was good. me. I'm the voice of the new rugby <laughs> I've never played before. <laughs> yeah. Look at that jersey behind you, buddy. I think you did a little bit more than just play a little bit, man. Yeah. But oh, hey, I bought it's okay. Well, three bucks. Hey, guys, this is what this show is for, okay? We're going to help you. I know it's a little bit of a rough start a few weeks, but Can't we're going to talk that. it through, and we're going to help you get to the top, Matt. You're you're sitting at the bottom here, Van, here, not too much farther, but we're hoping that we can push you up here with this show. <laughs> um, but like Explore? I said... Yeah, hey, come on. You're you're getting there. Come on. You're working up there. Um, but yeah, no, so much to talk about. Like we said, um, we got to break down round three. We got to look ahead to round four. Look at those waiver wire pickups because I think this week, out of all of them, is going to be a very, very important week for waiver wire. So you're gonna want to take in tune for that as well. Um, and if you're if you want to follow along, make sure you're following us at the fantasy ruckers everywhere. Um, social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube. And wherever you find podcasts, you will want to follow us there if you want to stay up to date with the league. We'll have standings, top players posted. We also do a weekly Reddit post as well in the MLR community. So make sure you're following that along as well. And hey, if you want to chat along with some other uh, rugby fans as well who are excited about Fantasy Rugby, you can join our Discord channel as well. Um, The Fantasy Ruckers Discord channel have been having some uh, very interesting conversations over there. So make sure you go and do that. Uh, But guys... I've been listening to a lot of sports recently, and people are talking about how uh, this February lull in sports, there's not much going on. Super Bowl just finished. People are getting the fantasy football blues. We're kind of in that slow state of uh, the NBA with the All-Star game just happening. Uh, You know, hockey's kind of slow. Baseball's dead. That might not even happen. But guys... 
we have rugby. This past weekend, not only did we have the MLR, we had Super Rugby, we had Six Nations, just everything is going on. So I think we need to tell the people that it's not dead. Sports ain't dead, man. There is a whole entire sport that people now digest, and it's right in their backyards with this new league, the MLR, in North America. Sure is. I mean, that's all I've been watching on the weekends. I got no time for nothing else. Didn't even really turn on the NBA All-Star game, so... I've been watching straight Super Rugby, right to MLR, and uh, hey, that's all you need. You know what? After uh, after that Houston game on the weekend, I don't know why anybody is watching any other sport. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Like, come on. That was just... <clears throat> And like, and like I said at the top of the show, it was a very exciting and high-scoring week. A, a little bit of a contrast to what we experienced in round two. Hey, and that why was has uh, reflected. Said it yet? What? Andrew Coe try? Okay, we are going to get there, and that's the big mistake. We should have started the show. That, that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that was the big mistake. So let, let's get into it. Since you mentioned it, Vandy, let, let no, we we got we got to talk about it right away. And that is the big mistake that we talked at the top of the show. But for those of you who are just joining in, so there was a big conversation. We had an interview with Andrew Coe a few weeks ago to start the season. And he kindly said to our fantasy league members that he would allow whoever drafted him to choose his try celebration. And in our league, he held to his truth. All right. He uh, rugby morning. Uh, Fitzy in our league was able to draft him in uh, in that inaugural draft. And he got it all set up. He chose the try celebration. And I'm not going to spoil it here because we still got to see it. Yes, sir. We 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 chose the try celebration. Co goes in and 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 he's starting. He's been starting the weekend. He's been playing great. And Fitzy sends me the message when he sends me his lineup, right? And he goes, "You know what? Switch out Andrew Co for Tavit Lopetti. Uh, it's a better matchup." And I told him, I told him, I said, "All right, I'll do that." But there is a chance, and I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Co comes back and scores this weekend. And what do you have? Andrew Coe, like you mentioned, Vandy, a nice little pick interception oh, goes in, beautiful. scores the try. Now, unfortunately, he was a little bit caught up with him doing his first MLR career try. And I, I, and I give him that because he did shoot me a message afterwards and was like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry I didn't do the try celebration. I'm going to for sure do it next time. But this is what I have to say about that. You know what, Coe? You're all good, man. You, you did OK. You, yep. you, you, you scored the try. It was your first career try. I completely understand. You know what? Fitzy did not deserve the try celebration anyways for not starting him. And that's what I said. The biggest mistake of the season. How do we hype this up all season long? All offseason, the first two rounds, Co didn't score a try in the first game. He comes out in the third round and he has the opportunity and he scores a try. And he's not even in the starting lineup for Fitzy. Absolutely ludicrous here. Yeah, do you know what? Sad to see. If I drafted him, he would have been. There we go. You know what? Rugby morning doesn't even deserve it, first of all. I mean, not just because I just lost to him and he put up a historic score, but because he just doesn't deserve it. I mean, come on. Like, is not it, is starting it, is... a guy that you you're, you drafted for a specific reason to score tries. <laughs> Can I create a rule now? Can I say that if you have Andrew Coe on your roster and you do not start him when he scores a try, it's automatic minus 50 points? Yes, and that implemented last week. So that, means, so that means instead of 0 and 3 start Matt, you're out of 1 and 2. I'm 1 and 2. <laughs> All right, new Andrew Cove rule. We'll put we'll put it to a league vote and we'll see what people say. But no, 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 it, no, it was no. it was a lot 
<laughs> I will say it was a lot of fun to see Andrew Coe score that first try. Um, yeah. He he had he was close scoring one earlier in the match, and we were so pumped yeah. up. We were watching it. Almost another, I believe. Uh, he almost broke through one of those tackles when he got it, but then it was the intercept that happened, and and we were so pumped up when he scored his open field try. Um, he looked so happy. And he's just it's incredible to see um, you know how in our playing days, Matt, uh, where we've we've played with him, and to see where he's gone today. It's it's really really cool to see, and and we're really really happy for him so hopefully we can have him on the show again sometime soon talk to him about um this whole experience so far three rounds in but um yeah congrats to uh co for scoring that first mlr career try and um i guess uh, 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 uh a a a big boo to fitz for not starting him and big boo a- and the worst part about boo. it is two things one he got the win of the week he doesn't deserve it you did you put cole on the bench you don't deserve that <laughs> and two hey, the guy you start in place you're trying him, to justify your loss? Petty, Hey, I don't want to hear it, Vandy. Uh, <laughs> the guy you put in place of him, Tavita Lopetti, I mean, I'm not going to say what celebration it was, but you undeservingly got rewarded with another celebration by one of your players rugby morning, and I don't like it. Yeah, it, like it. it came full circle, but 0-3, we'll get into it. What three just brings out the spice, eh? Yeah, man. Jeez. Very, very spicy, man. He, he is hot. Uh, but I will say, I don't <laughs> think it's as spicy as it could be because the LA Giltinis had a bye week. So if Matt had 0-3, plus the Giltinis players that he has poop in the bed, I don't think he would have showed up for this show. Just like how last week you were so distraught about the Utah Warriors starting off 0-2 that you couldn't show up for the hey, show at least, well. uh, <laughs> at least with that bye week, John Ryberg can't get you negative points again. Yeah, Ooh. there we go. There we go. He'll make up for it this upcoming week, anyways. There we go. Well, let's break down um, in just a moment's time all those fantasy results from round three. But before we get into that, let's talk about some news and notes ahead of round four entering the MLR. Um, The first big one is Jahardis Labushagne um, on Houston. I don't know if you guys had seen that match, but he was issued a red card in the 48th minute of that match for a, uh, I would say, a pretty reckless elbow to the face. Um, he has been suspended for the next three weeks. Uh, so Ooh. the next three matches, he will not be available. Um, and he was a big pickup by, I believe, Hokie, who uh, he did start um, this week. So he's not going to be available until March 22nd versus uh, your Utah Warriors, Vandy. Hey, but uh, yeah, hey, I, I think I, he, I, I agree with the, the suspension. Is I he available? He's not available for IR, right? He's, he's, he has no, to sit him no, on his bench. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, suspension is not an IR, and I'll make that clear to all of our league members. Um, the IR slots are solely available for players that are out long-term and have been announced long-term. Yeah, suspensions, red cards, not going to play in there. That yeah, is definitely going good. to... Okay, you uh, deserve it. <laughs> oh man, you're just going after everyone today. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, Jer- Jahardis Labuschagne. Now, do you agree, guys? Agree with the three match suspension? Is that something that you saw? I mean, the elbow was pretty flagrant to the head. Yeah. Um, I, I I listened to how the refs talked it through, and it sounded like it was a pretty pretty easy call to make. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, it was yeah, he had the intent to do it, and whenever you see that, that's just reckless endangerment. I mean, that's how yeah. that's how people get extremely hurt, and you can end careers with. With stuff like that, so yeah, the law is pretty clear: violent intent to the head uh, or face area, and uh, that's an easy red card. And 
Hey, do they have repeat surprised. offenders in rugby? They like- they they do because um in MLRs, I was just looking through MLRs disciplinary uh, records, and they I guess they they list all the the details in these suspensions, and they have listed the the suspension for Labushagne, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right because like I said throughout the all these episodes, I swear to God, they're the most interesting and fun names. They are hard to pronounce, but the most fun names in the LMLR. So uh, the league members uh, have been helping me with pronunciation. So I hope I got that one right, but they do say that he is not a repeat offender and he has a clean okay. record. So I'm, I'm assuming that went into the decision of the three match suspension. Um, and they do cite rule nine point one one in oh, the world one. rugby laws. And that is players must not do anything that is reckless or dangerous to others, including leading with the elbow or forearm. Matt, I'm afraid to ask, but why do you know that one so well? No, I don't know that one at all. Um, but I stay away. I stay away from the Simbin. I expect all my players on my team to do the same. There we go. Uh, j- t- talking like a well-spoken nine you as you what, are. Though, that uh, as you got I, I respect the because what is it? 16, 16 rounds. For uh, eighteen rounds. Eighteen, 18 rounds. rounds. So I mean, yeah. when you extrapolate that to like a season like hockey, eighty-two games, basketball, I think similar to that. You see headshots in hockey all the time, and it's minimal suspensions. One, two game. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you're going to get repeat offenders. I mean, yeah. it's a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I like no. to see a three game for a malicious hit. I mean, that's to me. That's it's how it's how, it's how you're going to yeah. get players to stay within the laws and not 100%. be reckless, and you're going to keep 100%. it safe. And and I think and we've mentioned this conversation before, Vandy. Um, I'm sure you're continuing to compare this through officiating in other leagues, but rugby does a very very good job Best of job, ensuring that that Best they job. they they really abide by laws, especially when it comes to disciplinary things and and reckless behavior and dangerous play. No, easily so, the best refing I think in any sport. I mean, there I really we go. Coming from a brand sport. new fan, so that that is very very good to hear. So let's move on here to some other news and notes. A uh, big one here: Angus McClellan comes the first player to reach 50 MLR caps. He is a Utah Warriors player, Vandy, so um, huge for him. Uh, I mean, we mentioned this last week about all these records broken. We mentioned some in last show in round in round six, um, in or excuse me, in round uh, in round two, episode six. Um, and it's just fun to see a lot of these new league records being broken because I think it just shows an example of how much this league is growing and how it, it's the history now of the league that's starting to be built. And I think that's the fun stuff that you start to build over time especially with a brand new league. So um, congratulations to Angus McClellan for, uh, for hitting that 50 cap milestone. And Hey, um, that's a, that's big news for, for your uh, Utah Warriors guy. Uh, yeah, way so to I'm, go, hoping, Gus. I'm hoping you can't get dubs, but I'm hoping things like this keeps your interest with the Warriors. Oh, uh, so my, <laughs> there, there. My, uh, my faith is unwavering. <laughs> there, we better there get we a damn W in here. <laughs> Well, maybe this will help, Vandy. So the the last news and notes here is the Utah Warriors. So a lot of Utah Warriors news here have signed Paul Lasique. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is a former Harlequins player from Premiership Rugby. He should add a nice little boost here for the Utah Warriors who have started 0-3. Um He was actually on the Warriors team in their inaugural season in 2018, um, but has since moved to the Harlequins, played a little bit of rugby in the UK. Um, He made 29 appearances, including... 
uh, a, a uh, 20, uh, 21 premiership championship um, and scoring five tries during that time. So, hey, if he can do it over there, he could probably do it here in Major League Rugby. So hopefully he can turn the ship around for the Utah Warriors. And a quick shout out here, uh, talking about roster moves. Um, make sure you go on r slash MLR and you check out all the news and notes there. That's a majority of where we're pulling our stuff from. Um, and a big shout out once again, we shouted him out last round, uh, episode. You uh, slash Steelium on MLR. He does a weekly post with all the roster moves. There's a lot of movement in the MLR. Um, a lot of guys move into different places, getting traded, getting picked up, international signings, things like that. So I feel like it's a lot harder to follow roster moves in this league as opposed to other um, NFL leagues and NHL leagues. So uh, hopefully um, by following news on MLR, specifically the post by you slash Steelium, you'll be able to keep up to date with the league just like we are. So um, with that being said, that is the news and notes. And I think, guys, it is time to move on to our round three uh, recap. So with that being said, uh, let's hop into the first match and let's talk about uh, the Old Glory DC match versus the New England Free Jacks to open up round three. I don't know, guys. I'm kind of worried about Old Glory DC. They are not looking too good. Uh, I mean, you don't have to worry about them. I know what 0-3 is like. It sucks, but they'll be okay. (laughs) They'll be okay. Um, The only difference is that they actually genuinely suck. Um, And they also ran You You don't genuinely suck? Is that what you're trying to allude to here? I don't genuinely suck. I'm going to get into it later, but I am asked to be the most unluckiest fantasy MLR team owner in the entire league. So... Um, that's how I'm going. Can you see that? No, I I don't want to see it. That's how small (laughs) the violin that I'm playing for you is. (laughs) But Bowden Waka, that's the only person we need to talk about. That guy continues to put on shows. Hey, there's one more name in there. Uh, say it. Mitchell Wilson. Uh, Mitch Wilson did pretty good too. Doesn't even matter. Okay. No, no. okay. <laughs> I, I mean, if we're going to start talking about who's on hey. the bench, who's not on the hey. bench, it's going to be a tough, tough season because I feel like you we're going to have a lot of that. Yeah. Don't even worry about the try. Did you see the defensive play he made? Did you see that defensive play? They kick it down. He books it full tilt, smacks the ball back in bounds, and then he gets his ass back on the ball to recover it and keep the play going. Come on. Come yeah, on. you know what? How many fantasy points does that score, though? <laughs> Uh, probably. More hey, it doesn't <laughs> matter when it comes to Vanny. It's about Harden. He likes seeing that effort mm-hmm. on his fantasy squad. It's all mm-hmm. about the effort because that's eventually going to translate to fantasy points. Hopefully, but hopefully. But you guys it. are right, though. No, Bowden Waka. He was the big oh. performer in this match. The big performer of the week. I mean, he yeah. finished the number. Uh, he is now sitting atop of all of uh, MLR fantasy rankings right now. He is the number one player heading into round four with a total of 39.7 fantasy points total. Now, 25 of those points were scored in this week. But also something to note is that he had a bye week in week two. So he actually has only played two matches and he's leading the league right now in fantasy oh, scoring. In- incredible. Nasty. You know, in the Absolutely. preseason, when I talked about a 10 who attacks the line, makes line breaks, you know, makes things happen, can get try assists, can score his own tries, kicks conversions, this is the guy that I was talking about. And Victoria's Secret, I forget who owns the team, but whoever does, you did it right. And you did your research. And I'll give you props for that. No, he is a monster. Absolutely. Yeah, some. 
some uh so he was making some big time plays and and it was just explosive man it, it just and and it's not like that it's it's tries that he's doing all himself i mean one of them was just an offload a great interception and an offload to him but yeah. for him to be in those positions at the right time to run those support yeah. lines to be in that spot and then to have that athleticism to take it to the house for a yeah. for a 40 meter try i mean it, it's not it's not an easy thing to do and i i don't think it should be taken lightly so i think nope. his performance is definitely indicative of um his talent and the situation that he's in so yeah, 25 points for Bowden Walk, a huge, huge week. And on top of that, man, he has fly half and back three eligibility as of right now. So uh, that, that, that that's a huge, huge plus. Other big players from this match, Mitch Wilson, like Vandy said, 15.2 fantasy points, doing very well. Harry Barlow, 9.7 points. And then you got a bunch of players in the sixes there. That is something I'll mention about this week as well. And we t- mentioned at the top of the show with round three, it was a high scoring week. And that was reflective in our fantasy matchups. I think every single MLR matchup had double-digit scoring. I don't think any team scored less than uh, double-digit points. And hey, that was the same for our Fantasy League 2. I know, Matt, you you were struggling with fantasy scoring a little bit. I think you scored back-to-back weeks in single digits. And you you finally broke in the double-digit. Man, I'm not trying to make this the episode of Trash of No, it's fine. If you want me to put the bag back on my head, I will. It's fine. I'll do the rest of the show with the bag on my head. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, uh, a tough uh, uh, a tough week for Old Glory DC. But yeah, New England Free Jacks players coming through. Um, a couple DC players, though. 6.9 points for Penny Lasaka. He wasn't in the uh, lineup for the first two rounds, so maybe he's a pickup this week. We will talk about that. And Corey Daniel, back row player, coming big too. 6.9 points. Uh, Penny is a back three player. So there is plenty of those. So I'm not sure if they're in need of a back uh, no. a back three player. But, yeah, 41-25, big dub for the New England Free Jacks, largely on the back of Bowden Waka. Uh, guys, let's talk about the match that I was going to mention, Andrew Coe's try. But man, what an exciting matchup. Back and forth, back and forth. Matt, you and yeah. I watched this match together. Um, and we, we for a period there, thought that Rugby Atlanta was going to take it. But Rugby New York pulling through late there. It was an exciting one, high-scoring one, back and forth. Um, arguably uh it, it, one of at least uh matchups of the week i think yeah i mean it was it was a good one i i, I thought that atlanta was going to take it at the start um and you know um new york just they held on you know they they scored enough points and and i think i think they backed off of a lot of those pick tries really good defense um, didn't new york go up like 17 nothing at the start yeah and atlanta came back yeah yeah, that, then, no, that was a hell of a start from them, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, once Atlanta came back, I thought there was no way that they were going to let it go, and then. Um, yeah, it it was uh, it was an exciting matchup. It wasn't uh, in Rugby Atlanta's favor, but Rugby New York coming in clutch there, uh, and and some players that that contribute to that. Um, Ed Fido, I mean, he cool. he. After I told so so John John sent me his lineup and I noticed that he he put Fido out in after benching him last week after that mega mega performance from from him and uh, he messaged me with him like and I, I snarkingly messaged him back and I said ah there we go not gonna bench <laughs> Fido this week right and he said yeah not making that mistake again wasn't the same no. performance but definitely was one that helped him uh, win his week twelve point nine points yep. for Fido um, yep. for Rugby New York uh, big big time play there. Um, um, huge here though. Alex Mon 
coming in big front row player and i think that's what's exciting is when i see front row players racking up points they don't rack up points often um but uh when i see them up there in the double digits it's a lot of uh, fun to see and then gotta wrap it up with andrew co um 9.7 points um scoring that try yes i think that deserves a round of applause we've been uh we've been waiting uh for him to score that try and only took yep. three rounds so man i think there's many more tries to come uh for co uh throughout the season i'm excited to see how he performs he's ranked ranking 40th on the season so far. Ed Fidel um, is just behind Bowden Waka at rank number two. Uh, some yeah, other guys to mention of note, Troy Lockyer, 7.4 points at the back three position. Will Leonard, 7.3 points. And uh, Johan Momsen coming in with 6.9 points for uh, Rugby Atlanta as well. Uh, second row, largely yeah. uh, basically the, the the main source of points for uh, for Matthew this week. So we yeah, that's, that. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know that he was at the bottom of the top 25 and he's my main source of points. Um, but uh, I was just going to say that, I mean, Cohen and, you know, Fido are two guys that you might want to just take a look at for some intercept try possibilities, just looking at the way that they play defense. And it looks like they're playing a bit of a, I think they call it a closed door, close the door type defense where the wingers are, are coming up um, and, and not letting them, not letting the other team put the ball wide. And I mean, that, that led to Co getting like two or three intercept opportunities. So, I expect that to continue happening and rugby morning. I mean, just grow up and get a grip and put him in your lineup. <laughs> I think I think that's one thing we're all on the same page is that Fitz, man, I don't think you are ever allowed to bench no. Co for the rest of the season. I or think every him. single time. Drop you're him gonna... and put him in the free-for-all waiver wire. So. There we go. Like, let worthy. everyone enjoy the try celebrations. Maybe I'll have to pitch that to Co. Maybe it's every any if any brand new owner can pitch a try celebration. I don't know. But uh, I guess Rugby morning, if, if you're not going to uh, enjoy the, the riches of having Andrew Coe, what these guys are saying is, is you better start sharing or, or else or you're going to hear it. Um, but yeah, no, I think I agree with you, Matt. And and I, just to, as we move on to the next matchup, um, uh, a last point there about those intercept tries and playing that style of defense. That's usually where the big time tries happen. Those intercept yeah. tries are usually where you're going to see those 20, 25 plus, 40, 50 plus meter yeah. tries. And that's where you score the game winning points um like we mentioned last show this is with the way this fantasy league is statted right now with the the limited resources that we have it's a try scoring league and if you have a team that scores a lot of tries in a week you're going to win that matchup and largely that happens a lot too with these big time intercept tries when it's you know Mm -hmm. five points for the try and an additional five points for 50 meters for running that that's 10 points i mean that's half of matt's that's half of matt's fantasy points already um, (laughs) this week so But yeah, let's move. Let's let's move on. I gotta I gotta stop kicking you while you're down because man, you're going a little stretch here. (laughs) Um, So let's move on here to Nola Gold versus Toronto Arrows. The Arrows again coming back here, twenty four to twenty three. Another exciting matchup, largely off of the boot of Sam Malcolm. Yeah, Um, Yeah. he was basically carrying the Toronto Arrows. I mean, really, Nola from an offensive standpoint should have won that match, but Sam Malcolm draining some clutch kicks. Well, um, it was the penalties, man. It was the penalties were a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he got so, what, four kicks off penalties or something. Like I that's... believe so. Yeah, three or yeah, four like, there. Um, just... He had eight total, eight total fantasy points on the week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and all of that coming from the boot. So, I guess that just goes to show you how reliable you can have uh, if you have a, a solid kicker. Again, that's another way uh, a source of fantasy points. We saw that in the first week with Dilla Vega Mendia. Um, Matt will have something to say about him uh, moving forward. Uh, but Sam Malcolm is coming through this week with that. He getting eight points 
brawl off the boot and ultimately leading the Toronto Arrows to a big dub against NOLA. Um, and then some other big-time players here. Carl Meyer, uh, back yep. three uh, center for uh, NOLA. He's scoring 12.3 fantasy points, also kicking for, for NOLA. So this is where we're kind of seeing those kickers uh, top the, 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 the top of the scoring here in this match. Uh, Brog Webster, he's a new face for the Toronto Arrows. Yep. Might be another pickup. 10.2 fantasy points, scoring a big-time try. He might be there as well. And then Nick Feeks, uh, 8.1 points there too. Um, back three player for NOLA. Um, he's sitting 24th on the year um, with 15.4 fantasy points. And Carl Meyer, 13th on the year so far with 19.3 fantasy points as well. So that's the Toronto Arrows and NOLA gold matchup. Any particular players outside of Sam Malcolm stick out to you with regards to this match, guys? Uh, I mean, it was a tight game, first of all. Yeah. It, was, it was really exciting to watch. Uh, love when it comes down to down to a game winning penalty. Um, I'd just say that the the arrows look look different with Sam Malcolm. Uh, I agree. Sam Malcolm at I first agree. five at, at fly half. So um, maybe something to look for in the future on on who's starting at at ten um, and and what arrows guys you're possibly playing. But I definitely do agree. Brock Webster looks like he could be a really good pickup, and and these sevens guys are clearly translating to the MLR uh, really well. Um, with him and Maroney and, and I need a number guys. nine. Yeah. I need a nine. Yeah. There well, you go. I need a nine. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> give Andy a nine, please. Someone give Andy a nine, please. But yeah, no, you're you're right. Um it'll be an interesting to see how that dynamic between Sam Malcolm and Will Kelly moves forward. I have a feeling that the Toronto it's and, and Matt, you you obviously are connected with the situation, but it feels like the Toronto Arrows are really, really trying to develop Will Kelly. He's been in that program for a long time. Um, and I think they're really trying to groom him, but I just don't think he's there yet to surpass Sam Malcolm, especially seeing the impact that he made um this yeah. past round. But I mean, it might eventually happen. Who knows? I think I yeah. think Will Kelly put up what a dud on the day. I don't even remember him. Uh, he didn't he, start. Uh he I yeah. I don't even know if he subbed in. I don't think he subbed oh. in even. So I yeah, he didn't even play. Yeah, because he played the first two matches with Sam Malcolm out, and now Sam Malcolm comes in and he instantly takes over the starting role. So yeah, and don't um, forget, Sam Malcolm was at one point, I believe, either two seasons ago, I think it was two seasons ago, did lead the league in in, in points at one point. So um, Sam Malcolm's no joke, and I mean, if you have him on your team and you're looking for wins, and I think he's got to be in that lineup, and, and he's definitely someone that you can rely on for penalties. Yeah, definitely. And let's move on to uh, another matchup on uh, that Saturday. It was the Dallas Jackals versus the Houston Sabercats. Um, that oh. is the 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 big time matchup that uh, that Vandy was talking about uh, yeah. about how uh, the Houston Sabercats came in there and just and just made a statement. But hey, I was impressed with the play of the Dallas Jackals, thirty eight uh, to thirty five high scoring matchup. I did not think that the Jackals would be able to keep up with them. What a game, yeah. Man, that was like the most brute force game I've ever watched. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, it was just, like, just a massive. I don't like, there wasn't many tries that were just, like, clear-cut, big runs. Like, it was just a awesome game to watch of rugby. 
Now, now coming from a fan, uh, Vandy, just a sports fan in general, and obviously you're still digesting, you're three weeks into digesting rugby. Um, and for someone who has been, uh, I guess, largely involved with football, like we mentioned throughout fantasy football and stuff, your your excitement as you were watching this match, because obviously you, you, you're in tune with this match and you had a lot of fun watching it, adding that fantasy element. And if you were to compare that with fantasy football of your experience of having the guys on the team with you, like how, how do you feel like that was? in comparison to fantasy football as it is to fantasy MLR? I mean, it, it directly relates to you. As, as a fantasy fan, I guess, like, you know, fan of the sport too, but as a fantasy guy, you always want to see high scoring. I mean, not, yeah, you yeah. kind of want it in, like in and out, and it kind of, you know, it happens where obviously if you get high scoring, your opponent's going to be high scoring too. But, I mean, it's kind of what you want. But I noticed a lot, like, the Dallas, I think it was played in Dallas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was play. It was yeah. yeah it was in the Arlington area. Fans. Yeah. But yeah. And packed. And that it was something I was going to mention with the Gilgronies match too that we'll cover in just a second. But I, there are people coming out to these matches, and I really love, especially the stadiums that are or or the 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 venues that are meant for rugby. I know Rugby Atlanta had that. I know I believe DC had that, where they have the rugby lines. It looks like a legitimate rugby field. Yeah. And 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 the stands aren't like too big where it looks like it's completely empty. I know it's really cool to see um, the uh, Gialtini's playing at the uh, LA Coliseum, but sometimes it's kind of off-putting to see, for lack of better terms, to see, I guess, a, 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 a an empty stand because, you know, that, that field usually fits like, what, 80,000 people? We're obviously not going to fill yeah. that for a rugby match in North America. Yeah. Um, and then you all see, and then even like with NOLA, when they're playing at the baseball diamond, it just looks empty. But when you have these venues um, that like like Dallas and, and like DC and, and these rugby, like these, these made-for rugby venues, it just makes the whole watching experience so much better as well. But we're getting well, off track here yeah mind you i mean dallas is playing at a former baseball stadium so that just says something about the fans going out there and i think the other thing is that these fans that are coming out to games are really just trying to get as far away from listening to commentators as they possibly can so okay we are gonna get into that but uh let, let, yeah let's break down the players first here and let's talk about who who was who was big time players here yeah Man, I, he, he uh, could be one of the pickups of the year only two rounds in conrado rura of the dallas jackals number eight uh for the jackals uh picked up by fitz scored 13.1 fantasy points on the week he's sitting at number eight overall um with 21.7 fantasy points on the year um some other guys coming through jacks hildago back three for houston 12.4 points christian dyer center for houston 11.7 points and this is the one that i want to talk about matt before you hop in here and break down this game is we're finally and i think it wasn't just this match as well but all the matches we are starting to see some more involvement with these set pieces we're starting to see some more malls on the line at least more than we've seen in the previous two weeks dallas jackals eight points they had i believe three try assists um and and that and that's yeah. huge i mean if you get eight yeah. points from a set piece bonus point man you're gonna be looking good in your matchup yeah their set piece was an absolute beast um and they looked really good but this one was a heartbreaking one for me to watch i mean it was a great game, but I also had, in the fantasy aspect, I had Marcus Moroni on the bench who scores a try. You know, I'm preaching about pitching, picking up Christian Dyer last week on the last episode. 
and then I don't pick him up, and he goes off and scores, you know, the game-winning try, I think. Um, so, I mean, clearly just awful fantasy managerial uh, tactics from me, and I'm just giving way too much advice to the people. And, uh, you know, and not taking and not taking and not your taking own advice, man. I need more. <laughs> well, hey, did you see that, that game-winning try, though? I didn't see the try. Dude, but... that was a thing of beauty. It was nice. Yeah, it, was it was very, very nice. minutes too, and Buddy yeah. makes a terrible pass. Yeah, homie dives right out, catches it. He's like, he's. I think he's hurting a bit, and he turns out just hands it to his buddy. He's like, man, I'm dead. Take this. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was an exciting match of Dallas Houston and another battle of Texas. I mean, I feel like we're going to get battle of Texas all season long because between Dallas Houston and the Gilgronies, we're just going to have yeah. the, this this uh, this three way going between those three yeah. teams. Um, let's move on. Speaking of the Gilgronies, let's move on to that match. The Gilgronies versus Vandy's Utah Warriors. And I'm sure he has a bone to pick with this team, oh uh, with his team, I should say, because uh, for all of you listening and maybe you haven't heard uh, the first or second episode, but go back and go listen to what Vandy said about his fandomship for any team and the impact that he um, apparently provides for his team not quite showing up so far uh, for what the kind Utah of curse Warriors. Did you put on Utah Warriors, Bandy? No, clearly... no, no points scored in the first thirty minutes of that game. Well, you that started cheering for them, and then they started sucking. What's going on? What did you yeah, do? Maybe that's it. It was yeah, tough, and 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 Vandy and I were speaking about this before the uh, before the show, and we were saying that despite the fact that you know they kept it scoreless and they were close with Austin for uh, for the first time. The, the possession wasn't there. Honestly, really it was just capitalization, uh, capitalization on on um, on what's it called on drop balls by Austin, just mistakes on Austin's part that allowed Utah to kind of stay in it. Oh, um, but then as it. soon we as just grabbed it, kicked it out, and then they came right back, and it was right, just, yeah. It was, and then uh, and then once the once right, and then once the Gilgronies finally got a footing, that's when you saw the Gilgronies of the first two weeks who put a hundred points up, the fastest team to ever put a hundred points up in a season. Um, We can still argue on uh, whether or not that's because of the teams that they face. They have played DC, (laughs) they have played Dallas, Um, they didn't score as many points against Utah. So. I mean, we don't know how Utah is. I don't think that they're this bad. I don't think they're 0-3. I think that they have – their team is better than what their record indicates. They just got to figure something out and, and yeah. figure you know out what? how to put points on the board. But it just wasn't that week, and Austin was able to capitalize. I got to say, it was a bittersweet moment watching Dominic Aquino. Yeah, yeah. First I was just going to mention. And he put a juke on Mike Tail. Oh, oh my, my god. You could find yeah. parts of Mike Tail left on the field. <laughs> it, it, it it was it was I don't know what it was and and Vandy, we said this. He turned on like some second level, some second jet or something when he passed yeah. the half and he was gone. Just showing you the athleticism there. Um yeah, he scored 10.6 fantasy points he, with that he try. He came on at like 56 minutes I think like. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's, that's and I, that leads to discussion too guys is that I know there's the big emphasis on wanting to obviously pick up players that you know are going to start and you know are going to get minutes. But there are players, and and Matt, you know this too from a strategic standpoint, that are known to come on later in the match and have a huge impact, and that is their role with the team. So maybe you may be able to find and carve out some of those guys from a fantasy strategy standpoint, like Dominic Aquino. Maybe this is something we see moving forward. Maybe he's that guy that comes in the middle of the second half and is able to turn it on and do what we saw there. There might be guys that aren't necessarily starters and maybe not getting the 70-plus-minute bonus point or the 80-plus-minute fantasy bonus point, 
But at the very least, they're scoring tries and they're getting those opportunities late in the match when, like you said, Vandy, have a little bit of fresh legs. Yeah, um, another... but at the end of the yeah. day, I mean, you need guys with opportunity. If you're on for True. eight minutes, you have more opportunity to score. You have more opportunity to get try assists, to get your hands on the right. ball. So, I mean, all these guys outside of outside of the forwards maybe can, can play 80 minutes. Right. Um, and I mean, I will say the volatility does go into play with that and, and how ru- our fantasy rugby style is very volatile. It's very up and down. You can score. I mean, Fitz can score 57.7 points one week in round three and, and the same squad that he had essentially outside of some pickups. I mean, he only scored six points in round one. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so from a week to week basis, he has essentially the lowest scoring week. And the in our in our league's history and the highest scoring week in our league's history. And I think yeah. that just goes to show you how things go up and down. And yeah, it's gonna be hard to bank on someone scoring a try if they're not on the field. I mean, for, it just show, goes to show you how lucky Juan Fitz he is. I mean, way oh to go. God. I don't know who, who you prayed to the night before, but but uh but I mean I wanted to bring up on this game, I mean it was so heartbreaking for you know to get messages from you and 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 to see go look and and look back on the game and see turnbull who i just dropped money on dropped fab on to get held up for two tries um and that just you know adds to the unluckiness of of my week and just watching him get held up and watching him i think knock it on as well and um oh it's just tough to watch and and but i will say that week yeah, it does change your week. It really, really does. But I will say, to take a silver lining from it, I will say that I think that's where the advantage is going to come when guys in our league or guys who play fantasy rugby um, in our league, where we'll start to notice the differences in strategy and stuff is when people are actually watching the matches. I would not be worried about Jake Turnbull. He seemed to be around every single yep. breakdown. And he it wasn't a coincidence that he had two try scoring opportunities. Now, they didn't translate into fantasy points, but those opportunities are still there. And I imagine those opportunities are going to continue moving forward, going forward. So I think there's going to be a lot of players like that that have those opportunities that are involved. And you've mentioned it throughout the season so far, Matt. You're not necessarily looking for the numbers because we don't have the fantasy platforms to just say, hey, this guy has this many points, this guy has this many points. You know, he did this and we have all the stats readily available to us. You're going to have to be watching these matches and seeing who, which guys have opportunities that aren't showing up in the stat line like what we saw with Jake Turnbull in this past week. So that is a very very, very good point, Matt. Um, just to round out some uh, some other names, Angus McClellan, who hit his 50th cap, he scored six points on the week. Um, Bryce Campbell scoring 5.4 points. And, and, a, and a player, and we don't usually touch on, I guess, duds um, in this segment, but there is one player that I, I guess I got to mention is Mike Teo. Um, man, the guy was selected first overall in our league and another week of just not a great performance. Yep. Uh, one fantasy mm-hmm. point. Even Marco Keefe made him look stupid. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, really did. I mean, I was watching some of the game, and it looks like he just wants to move the ball rather than score. You know what? So. That's exactly it. He wants the game. He's trying to dictate the game instead of just letting the game come to him. Yeah, there we go. And like, that's the thing is, he was the one name I knew on the team, so I center him out, and he, you know, like all sports, you lean on one guy, and maybe not rugby, but. I mean, you always got your stars, and your stars got to be great. And, I mean, so far, week one, it was kind of a bad effort. And even last week, just bad effort. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even yeah. if he's doing, uh, like, 
well as, as, a, as a player on the team. At the end of the day, if he's not producing fantasy points, he's not going to be first pick value. And uh, well, he's, he's not even moving the, the ball well. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough too because I mean, in I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I mean, the guy's yeah. coming off of last season where he was the most valuable player in the MLR. Um, but at that at that same flip of the token, also is that the first two weeks, and I noticed this is that Mike Teo is a fullback, right? That, that, that's yeah. his main role, but he played winger in those first two rounds. So I think that also reduced his opportunities. Um, Matt, you can talk about this about, I think when you're playing at fullback, you just have so many more opportunities to get involved in play on both sides of the field, be able to hit the lines, be able to hit gaps and have those opportunities. This was his first round that he started at fullback. It wasn't necessarily a game that was going in his favor anyway, so maybe this is a one-off, and if we continue to see him playing at the fullback position, he will continue to do better and maybe show his form that he has had in the past, but um, we have yet to see it at that point. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I mean, it's crazy to me, man. Dude, this, he's not a fullback, man, but, he, dude, he's so big. Awesome. I just wanted yeah. to say, It's I mean, crazy. He reminds me of, like, a, like, a, like a John Ryberg, of, of just I, not I, a typical. I don't, I don't find it weird that he hasn't been really doing well and we're 0-3. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Very, very yeah. true. Your best so. player's uh, got to be your best player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, winger or fullback, it's his job to find work. Um, true. He's got to find true. work. He's got to find the ball, whether he's on the wing or a fullback. So, um, but, you know, like Ryberg, I'm sure he'll figure it out. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you're sick of getting dumped on. I'm sick of hearing the Warriors get dumped on. Well, whatever. <laughs> there whatever. we go. Well, let's you know, move the on. Warriors look good outside, uh, unlike me, clearly. So we'll we'll see here. Let's move on buddy. to the uh, the last matchup here: San Diego Legion taking on the Seattle SeaWolves at Woo! home to wrap up round three. High scoring affair, fifty seven to twelve. And some of Vandy's boys, Vandy, you didn't come away with the dub, no. but you were able to finally see your boy Joe Peterson come through for you and come in clutch. You were talking leading up to it, and you're like, "Hey, he did good." Week one, he did do good. Um, it wasn't there in week two because of injury. And then you had a little bit of hesitation and, and a little of playing him this week. But you had to because you needed a kicker and you needed a fly half. And he pulled through for you. Yeah, because Waka got rid of my other kicker. <laughs> Harrison Fair Boyles enough. and nobody. But, no, I mean, Bjorn, I mean, I, I just need Bjorn to score every week. It's just it yeah. is what it is. It's just, it, I'll just be honest. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what you're looking for. You're looking for your big time players to score tries, and and I mean, there's an expectation here is that you know we're not your players are not going to score every week. It's just who no. can score more frequently than other players. Yeah. I feel like hey, that's the question that we're answering. And he got hey, tries in week one and two, so I mean, I'm yeah. not complaining. Hey, right. I think the yeah. uh, I think you might have the full time score wrong here, bud. Oh, I think I might have switched it up here. Well, let's see the score. No, sorry. 28 to 31 Seattle winning. I am. I must have had last week's score in there. 31 to 28. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a, a tight matchup. Game. It was a closer game because and, it was Seattle coming back yeah. at the end there. Right. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Sorry. I mean, my, no, my miscalculation. AJ Alatimu. That guy is mm-hmm. That guy is so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's His good. ability um, to distribute it. Um, I want to mention Rikert. I want to mention uh, Rikert Hadding, guys. 19 yeah, point fantasy, good. 19.5 fantasy points at the number eight position for Seattle. He's number yeah. three on the season right now. 26.9 total fantasy points. He looked to get involved. He was uh, he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Tavita Lopetti also looked good. He's scoring two well, tries. Let, okay. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk. Hitting, let's hitting talk the about. That we wanted and. Exactly. And, you know, right let's, before all that happened, right before he uh, 
got his uh, got his uh, life ending and flashing before his eyes. So all we'll say is that it is going to come full circle when Andrew Code does his try celebration after what Tavid Lopetti did after his try. So if you don't, if, if you want a teaser to what Andrew Code might do, go check out the try that was scored by Tavid Lopetti. Um, yeah. And 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 Fitz did mention it in our Discord group about how um, <laughs> I guess whoever he started that play was going to do that try celebration. I guess, I it, guess is so. it is. So. But you know, um, outside of that, from that match, I mean, this is the last thing that I think. I want to talk about this week because I'm just getting angry just thinking about yeah. it. But I'm starting to think that MLR and the refs are joining together to make sure that I go with no wins this season. That's what I'm <laughs> From thinking. a fantasy perspective, I mean, that's how important it is to them. You. I don't know about <laughs> anybody else in the league, but they know what's going on. They saw Ben Mitchell put the ball down and score a try. Oh, I they saw decided that. <laughs> that they just didn't want to give him the five points. You know what? That's yeah. fine, MLR. That's fine. I'll take. You know it. what? If if that's if that's the cost that I got to pay, that fantasy rugby is on MLR's radar, and they're they're doing that much, I'd be down. If that has, if that requires Matt to, for you to go zero and sixteen for the rest of the year, I'm down for it. So, yeah. uh, well, well, lose. well, yeah, we'll take the wins, we'll take the losses, but just to round out the performers in this matchup as we move on to uh, the league update here. Uh, Nate Oxberger, scrum half for San Diego, coming big. He had a yep. couple tries in this match, 14.6 points. Love to see a scrum half get involved. Um, Joe Peterson coming through. He was all over the board, get kicking, scoring tries, 10 points there. AJ Alatimu mentioned it. Uh, uh, Vandy mentioned him, 7.5 points for him as well. So uh, some high-scoring uh, matchup affairs throughout this week. And like we said, it's not a coincidence that we had a high-scoring round three and we also had a high-scoring fantasy week as well. Um, so, you know, it just, just goes to show the dynamics of our league as we continue to navigate and figure out the strategies um, with this league and as it's uh, dynamically changing. But with that being said, and, and talking about our league and those results, uh, let's get the people updated. Guys, let's let's talk about how our league is standing after three rounds of play. Do you have to? That's right. Here you hear you. It's time for Commissioner Yee's three thoughts of the league. But before we get into those thoughts, got to give everyone, our league members, our Fantasy Ruckers community members, and everyone else who is joining along with us for this Fantasy Major League Rugby journey, uh, give you a little update here about how our league is functioning, how it stands after three rounds of play. And like I said, if you, if you guys aren't following yet, make sure you go follow us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Um, you'll get all the latest updates with regards to our leagues at those locations and then also um, you'll continually to get these podcasts and episodes on a weekly basis updating you uh, with all the ins and outs of the official fantasy ruckers rugby league um, so just let's break down the matchups here guys matchup number one lads on tour taking on bing bong theory 33 points for lads on tour taking the dub against 17.8 points that uh, bing bong theory was able to put up i'm gonna say it as many times as i can because i know wes loves when i say his team name big bong theory bing Bing bong bong theory (laughs) bing bong bing bong uh matchup number two rugby morning taking the big dub against rock and roll an historic dub after putting a league low or historic low in round one with just six points he makes improvements in round two 
and comes out in round three and posts a whopping 57.7 points. Our first uh, first league manager to surpass 50 total points. Yeah, you know what? I think he actually doesn't care about charity because he should be putting that up against Vandy. If he cares about charity, he would put that up against Vandy. Oh, I'm sure but the league cares enough to put he me in doesn't. That's fine. Yeah, That's well, fine. we'll see. Rock and roll. So, Matt, you can see he's clearly distraught about the whole situation. He still put up a pretty decent point. First time he's got double digits. First time he's exceeded 20 points, putting up 21.9. Uh, not enough to beat Rugby Morning on the back of Conrad Aurora, Mark O'Keefe, Tavit Lopetti. Um, and okay. I, like I said, I still think that I need to give him the loss for not starting Andrew Coe. I know Tavit Lopetti scored 15.3 points, but and Andrew Coe only 9.7. But, man... I hate seeing Andrew Coe's name in the bench part there. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to implement that minus 50. I don't know. Fitz, Fitz, if you're listening to this, stay tuned. We might we might have a commissioner's talking to um, about uh, about oh. what happened there. But I know he regrets it a little bit for not playing Andrew Coe. Let's move on to matchup number three. Victoria's Secret owned by league manager Malcolm taking on our very own Vandy, the rucking goat. Not getting the dub, though. 40.1 points over 24.6. It was Bowden Waka that was able to get that. Over oh half the points for a victorious Seager. 25 of his 40.1. Bowden Waka beat me. Literally. Yeah, literally. Bowden got 25. Literally. And that's what can happen in this league, man. If you have one guy that can play, play get a match like that, just literally. It's like, a, it's like when you play fantasy football, Vandy. I'm sure you've faced these weeks or you had these weeks where uh, running back just goes off. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely can happen. And then finally, our very last matchup here is Tijuana Hookers. Ryan taking on the Dankest Anchors, Hokie. And unfortunately, he was not able to get the dub. Hokie staying undefeated in our fantasy league so far, putting up 38.4 points over Tijuana Hookers, 15. And he had Rikert Hatting, and he was still able to do it off of the red card of Jerry Lubashagne. He would have had 46 points, or excuse me, 44 points had he not gotten that red card. So a big week for Dankus Anchor. So that takes us to the standings, guys. Like I said, Dankus Anchor still sitting atop of the standings with a 3-0 and record, still undefeated, has put up the most fantasy points in our league so far with 108 rugby morning and lads on tour coming in at 2-3 and three respectively. Both have a 2-1 and one record. Um, they moved up a lot here. Uh, Rugby Morning moving up to second place after coming in the week at sixth. Lads on Tour came into the week at the five spot and now sits at number three. Uh, Bing Bong Theory dropping a little bit to number four after coming into the week at number two. Victoria's Secret sitting at number five with a one and two record. Rucking Goat also having a one and two record. Vandy sitting at number six. Tijuana Hookers one and two as well at number seven. And to round it out, we have Rock and Roll Matt, and you've heard it all show long. The garbage, the the brown bag for you podcast listeners are going is going back on the head as he sits at zero and three, having only scored thirty eight total fantasy points so far this season. Matt, before I move on to kind of uh, some of my thoughts of round three, uh, do you have anything to say about uh, that uh, league update there? Yeah, I don't need to hear any more about round three. Uh, let's, let's go to, to round, round four. four. Uh, all right, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> 
All right. Well, yeah, let's move out to round four uh, quickly here as one last league update. Shout out to uh, Hokey Dankus Anchors. He did a really uh, fun little weekly, like midweek update um, with how the things were going and did like a little write up that was really funny to read yeah. about how people were struggling and things like that. So yeah. that's that's going to be included um, in our Reddit, a weekly Reddit update post. So check that out. It's also going to be posted in our Discord as well. Hopefully we can keep those weekly updates going. I think it's a fun thing to keep it entertaining. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll see if we can. San Diego Legion guys too. <laughs> there yeah. we go. I don't I think mean, I don't think that's going to end. He better watch out for calling my L before it even happened, before the week was even done. You better watch yeah. out the next time you're up against me. I'm going to take you to the house. There we go. There we go. Well, let's move on here, guys, to our round four waiver wire look. And it's now time to look at some of the guys that are available in our league. Um, but before I mention to you guys some names here, does the strategy change at all? I mean, you. I know, Matt, you've been making some pickups. Vandy, you've been a little bit more conservative with the pickups. Does that change at all moving into round four? And I oh, will yeah. mention, guys... There are three teams on by this week. NOLA Gold, Rugby Atlanta, Utah Warriors. There are going to be a lot of players that you depend on on a weekly basis that are not going to be playing. So you're going to have to replace those either through the waiver wire or through yep. free agency after the waivers process. So make sure you keep that in mind as well. But guys, strategies heading into round four. I need a nine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So if anyone wants to snipe a, a nine. And a kicker. <laughs> snipe. Joe keeps hey. taking every other week off. Maybe it's time to maybe facilitate some trades, guys. There's, hey, there's that some, is true. Uh, maybe that we got to start talking some trades. I know, I know uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of guys in our leagues that love wheeling and dealing. But uh, you guys want to hear some of the top names heading into uh, into this round four pickup-wise? Uh, can I just first point out the fact that I am on fire with my waiver <laughs> wire picks? Is that First is that the all, consolation prize morning, for uh, no starting going three? Mendia. Hey Matt, that and find me a kicker again, just like I said. And Christian Dyer goes off. I didn't pick him up, but I called him going off. What did I say? Oh my gosh! I mean, I've, I've got to listen to myself. Well, what 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 do you want? I, does that count? Should I add like ten fantasy points for you for doing that? Like do you know like what the worst part about it is? You add ten fantasy points to me, and I still <laughs> I still lose. <laughs> and that's just so, that's just how dominant a win rugby morning was but yeah that, that, that is a good point but uh guys i just uh, started out the free agency and uh it is looking uh pretty thin um it's, i shouldn't say i shouldn't say pretty thin i will say it's looking thinner and thinner every week there are less players um going through yeah. each week so we will see um but some top names here you mentioned the top one christian dyer he's up Nobody there touch him 19.9 fantasy points. Houston, center. Anyone looking for a center? He's there. He's up there. I don't know uh, who's going to and how much money. I mean, I do feel like the waiver bids have been a little bit conservative um, so far. Just people navigating, you know, how they're going to spend that $100. But I don't know. I have a feeling, especially with a three-team buy, that we might see some big dollars being spent this week. I don't know if I'm just boosting up <laughs> the prices on everything, but I'll, I'll try to keep it uh, try to keep it hush-hush here so you guys can uh, find some deals here with some players. Um, moving down here with some top guys that are available. 
Nick Feeks, he's available as well. 15.4 points on the season so far. He's sitting at 29 overall, um, uh, or excuse me, uh, 24 overall. Christian Dyer sitting 11th overall on the season so far overall. Harry Barlow, back three player, 12.7 points. Uh, he's sitting 27th overall. Uh, Jax Hildalgo for Houston, 12.4 fantasy points, 29th overall on the season. Uh, those are some back three players. And then front row players here, Eric Howard, Alex Mon, 11.8, 10.8. 10.6 respectively 33 41 overall on the season they might be fun pickups i know uh front rows are a little bit iffy uh, moving forward so maybe that's someone to look at but any of those names kind of interest you and we also have dallas jackal set piece bonus point i mean if they're going to still run the set piece like they did against houston maybe that's something uh of a teaser of what's to come and if they can put even half of what they put up last week they may be a viable viable defensive position even sitting at 0-3 as they continue to make improvements for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, I'll let the people into the waiver wire mind of, of Matt Yee um, and give them some some of my thoughts. Uh, Christian Dyer again is is should be should be good this week. Uh, should be a good pickup. I mean, he's one of the guys that's on the teams that's not on buy. Um, and Dallas Jackals, like you said, um, their set piece looked mean and looked angry. So. So they look like they can continue being being helpful uh, for that Dallas Jackals team moving forward. And I think they found success in it, and they'll continue to rely on it. And, and to our lower league members that are still trying to figure out how to navigate the waiver, I know, Vandy, you were asking me a bunch of questions uh, regarding this as well. Um, make sure you check out that player database, uh, that new player database tab on our spreadsheet, our league spreadsheet online. I am going to update that weekly. Um, that includes who is free agent, who is owned by who. Um, it includes their stats, their stat breakdown, their weekly fantasy points, the total points that they scored, the team that they play. But it really has everything. Um, so you can just control F, like control fine and just type some players um i think i have it as of right now sorted by um total fantasy points for the season so you'll be able to go down the list there and see who's kind of at the top of that list and is still a free agent for those waiver wires um and then i will be uh coming out with that weekly document that we release in our discord channel um that has the ranking breakdown your top waiver pickups the breakdown by position um for all of you who are not uh, who don't have access to our league spreadsheet who are in our discord channel and who are following along that will be available to you as well later on um and that's the same sheet that our league members use to make these fantasy pickups but i think that overall um uh really wraps up the waiver wires outside of christian dyer at center nick feeks harry barlow jacks hildalgo those are back three players the front row players at eric howard and alex mon um you know and then you have the dallas jackal set piece bonus point that's really all the positions the only one is maybe second row that has it in there, but you have kylie bailey that has 6.8 points so just have a look through there there are players available and especially with the the round three buy um or excuse me, the round four by with the three teams that are not playing. I think some of these players we're going to see in starting lineups. Uh, finally, guys, just as we move on as a quick preview to uh, to round four matchups, um, any tips, strategies that you want to lay out that you're willing to give to our league members? I know it's a little bit tough having to talk about it and also compete against these guys, but uh, I won't say that is the, uh, the reason behind your guys' slow start, though. I won't give you that excuse. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's use. definitely the reason behind my slow start. Uh, people are stealing <laughs> my players it. and my picks. Stop um, it. And the MLR league is, is uh, 
joining and ganging up against me. That's uh, all right. That's enough, all pro- enough propaganda, enough conspiracies. We're, we're, we're going to move on. Let's move on to round four matchup previews. And we're not going to spend long on this. I think we've already broke down a lot of the players and people know who the prominent players are in these matchups. Remember, going forward, continue checking and staying up to date with the lineups. In addition to people who are watching these matches, who are seeing who's involved, how pe- uh, how players are being used. I think another big advantage uh, for league members are going to be the players who are constantly checking lineups and are staying in tune with who's starting and who's not. We have created a roster move, uh, or, or excuse me, a lineup channel in our Discord. Um, so if you want to help along, and, and I encourage our league members to help along, post starting lineups in there so everyone can be in more in tune and help out with their lineups. But uh, a lot of resources for that is the yeah, r slash MLR. Yeah. <laughs> the r slash mlr page uh, is a good resource for that twitter um following the the specific teams themselves they do a pretty good job at releasing that sometimes they're a little bit delayed and can get frustrating but just try to stay up to date with that and with regards to the rules like i mentioned um you are allowed to switch out players up until their kickoff the initial lineup needs to be uh, submitted to me by that first kickoff of the week but changes can be made leading up to that specific player's kickoff as long as they have not played yet um, that does not include players that have not dressed if a player does not dress then you can automatically swap him out but if he subs he's in there and locked into your lineup so with that being said um, some exciting matchups this week um, unfortunately Vandy you're not going to be able to see your Utah Warriors uh, try to make a comeback here but maybe hey maybe they need that week off to kind of get back in the win column Nola Gold also sitting at 0-3. They'll be able to reset, and the Rugby Atlanta sitting at 2-1. They are going to be taking a break this week as well. So we start off the week with Old Glory DC versus the Toronto Arrows. Um, you know, expecting the maybe... Yeah, I I would expect the Arrows players. The old Glory DC is sitting at 0-3. It sounds like it seems like Toronto Arrows are turning a tide here, especially getting Sam Malcolm back in the lineup. So I would side with Toronto Arrows. I agree with you, Matt. Uh, Toronto Arrows players may be the play here as well. Um, Dallas Jackals, Rugby New York. I mean, the Dallas Jackals are at 0-3. Rugby New York are undefeated coming off of that first bye week. They look really, really good. That Houston Sabercats matchup didn't look really good, but I attribute a lot of that to the weather. They look solid against Rugby Atlanta, at least offensively and, and staying with it um is it an automatic rugby new york starter here like the toronto arrows or is it deceiving because dallas jackals they're looking like they could be players here even though they're 0 three no tight tight matchup to me uh, at least i think i don't know what you think vandy i know you watched that houston dallas game pretty tight but i think uh if sam windsor doesn't figure it out on, on new york uh then i think dallas is gonna be able to keep it tight and possibly pull out a pull out an upset no i think you're right yeah, so and then uh, let's move on to the next matchup. Seattle Seawolves taking on the Austin Gilgronies. I'm going to name this the matchup of the week. These are two Ooh. undefeated teams, 3-0, 3-0. One team's got to lose. Um, but it's 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 either going to be the Seattle Seawolves or the Austin Gilgronies. If I had to put my money on it, I would probably side with the Gilgronies just because they've looked so good outside oh, of maybe man. portions of that first half against um, the uh, the Utah Warriors. Yeah. It's it, it they they have been pretty dominant now. I think we will find out. We will find out this week whether or not they're the real deal. I think the Seattle Seawolves are probably the toughest competition that they have played up to date. I wouldn't really put much into the Old Glory DC match that they played. Dallas Jackals, it was their first match, not really putting much into that as well. Um, and then Utah Warriors showing, I mean, you know, they, they still end up doing it. So I think this is going to really tell me a lot about the Gilgronies and their fantasy players. 
Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think, I think it is their game to lose. Yeah, that is true. It is their game to lose. Um, and you know, I but I still see I'm with you, Mr. Gilcrest is Gilgronies coming out on top. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the Seattle Seawolves defense has looked pretty stout, so I'm not too sure how that's going to play. But it should be a fun matchup. And like I said, I think for me, it is the matchup of the week. Um, second last matchup here, Houston Sabercats taking on the San Diego Legion. Both teams are sitting at 2-1. and one. This one should be pretty fun because the Houston Sabercats, after being the bottom of the heap last season, they don't look like that this year. Um, despite losing prominent players like Sam Windsor, who was a big, big portion of their scoring last season, uh, they seem to be uh, turning the tie pretty well. Their only loss coming against Rugby New York, who is a formidable opponent. Um, they take on the San Diego, San Diego Legion. Legion, who is also uh, coming off of that tough loss against Seattle Seawolves, um, but they look like they're a pretty good team as well. This one should be maybe the 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 under undercard for for you guys the the, the co-main event, Vandy, uh, for your UFC fighter watchers. Um, I think this one's going to be a fun one too. Yeah, I think uh, co-main. I think this will definitely test the SaberCats. That's for sure. So uh, we'll see if they're the real deal. And, and San Diego Legion, we know who they are. They've got star power, but it's the Sabercats that we'll be watching. To yeah, Sabercats just seem to like hard work, hard work, hard like yeah. hard work ethic, like just nose to the ground and just bully you. Like, just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that style of rugby. I got to be honest. Yeah, it should be a lot of uh, it should be gritty. It should be fun, and hopefully, it's high scoring for our fantasy managers. And hopefully then last Joe week here. Yeah, hopefully Joe plays. I mean, that's I think that's every I think that's gonna be your question, Vandy, for the rest of the every... season. Uh, where's Joe? Where's Joe? Where's Joe? We gotta um, wrap okay. that guy bubble wrap in between games. And then yeah, the uh, issue last... is Don is trying to give him suicide passes so that he uh, he takes him. No out. doubt, that's what's going on. <laughs> and then last match here, I'm sure Matt, you're uh, you're itching to watch this one. It is the Guiltinis uh, coming off of that big dub last week after the tough loss in week one. They got a buy after the win um and now they're coming off of fresh legs to take on the new england free jacks who have looked pretty good 2-0 another really good matchup another winning matchup but i do think though the guiltinis uh get back uh, or uh, add another in the win column here uh win two in a row um as they sort things out especially coming off of the buy uh they're gonna be do you trust it though do you do you do you are you are you starting your guiltinis players no, Ryberg can stay on my bench because he's probably going to get another cynical yellow card. So, um, so let's be real. Uh, I think the, I think I think Waka, um, I think Waka tears him up. Um, he's got a mismatch at, at ten at least. So, um, yeah, I, I see the Free Jacks coming out. Giltinis goes to one and two, and probably one and seventeen at the end of the year. Dang, they lose dang, one dang, game dang. to Sabercats, and now they're garbage, eh? You are just so, man, you got to start trading your Guiltinis players, Matt, because it sounds like you are Give me Ryberg, that and give me boat. Andrew Cole. There we go. <laughs> so, hey, Fitz, let's let's get a three-way team deal going and get Vandy, Andrew Cole, and John Ryberg. Apparently, I that's, got great players. I'll trade them to you. Yeah, exactly. Your your uh, one and two record might say a little bit differently, Vanny. Yeah. But hey, you'll work on that. Harrison Boyle or Doug Fraser. <laughs> you'll work no? on that really? in this in this waiver wire. Um, but uh, with that being said, that should be an exciting round four. I'm really excited, and I'm excited to see how the big bye week plays into factor with the strategies that our league members go into this waiver wire period with. Um, and with that being said, guys, any uh, final thoughts as we kind of round out this show? Are you excited for round four? Anything? 
changing? Are you guys hitting the panic button yet? I, Matt, I think for you, I would be hitting the panic button pretty soon, but I don't know. Maybe you're a little no, bit more even keel than me. I don't have panic button on my dashboard, so I'm, so I'm just staying just cool. just figuring out the game, okay? Yeah, me too. What's, what's me I really... Too. <laughs> you're you're given every... I'll, I'll leave it at this. I guess you guys are giving everyone a head start before you guys actually put an effort. I'll, I'll give you guys the benefit of you know, the doubt. You know what the honest problem is? And I'm not just... <laughs> I'm watching the games now, and it's like, man, that guy's sick. And then I check the name. I'm like, of course he's gone. Why wouldn't he be gone? <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, it, that guy's sick. I mean, oh, it just, it's just, it's tough because, I mean, when you have a fantasy app, you can at least like check it and you have instant gratification, instant knowledge. Okay, that guy's, I know that guy's not available, right? But here you go through yeah. the spreadsheet, you find players yeah, and you have babe. like the inkling of hope and you're like, ah, oh, maybe. And then and you see, you see the name taken on the roster and like, ah, crap. I, I, I wanted him and I thought I would have him, but I, I don't. I know, this, but, I know uh, this is tough to believe, but I'm not very good at navigating some things like Excel or Twitter. <laughs> so I feel like I got to be better at Twitter and Excel because Twitter, hey, especially I, 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 like, hey, I Google well, San Diego well, Legion Twitter. And I'm getting so to, from to all our league members, if any of you are, are Twitter aficionados or Excel aficionados, why don't we give Vandy a crash course on top of the, the rugby crash course that we've been giving him for the past month and a half. And then maybe yeah, he'll be able to look up. No, no, no. no. All I need is you just send me the accurate lineups. That's it. Because if I Google okay. San Diego Legion Twitter, I get nothing. I get nothing. And I will advise all league members in our league, don't help Vandy. I like seeing him struggle. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it just means more money to charity. Just throw a random player in there. <laughs> you know what? Just throw one random guy. The weird part of me likes to suffer too, okay? All right. Well, I guess we'll end it there. Maybe hopefully this time next week, uh, we'll be talking a, a little bit more positive about your guys's matchups and your guys's weeks. Cause right as of right now, it ain't looking too hot with you sitting at one and two Vandy and Matt, you sitting at zero and three, but I yeah, will say, say I will say that does mean as of right now, in addition to the hundred dollars that is going to charity for, uh, for the charity of choice for a league member as of right now, an additional $100 because five people are ahead of Vandy right now in the standings is going. So, I mean, you guys, Vandy, maybe you're not so hot right now, but hey, you're doing good for charity. And if it stays that way, it's good for charity. If it doesn't, yeah, means and, you're getting dumped. I mean, so we'll see. I knew I was going to double if I win, but you know what? I'll give it 50 bucks if I beat Matt. Whoever, <laughs> no, hold on. Whoever is playing me next, just remember, if you beat me, you really don't care about, about charity. You just don't care because you don't want, you don't want Vandy to be last. So, that's all I'll say about that, uh, and just choose wisely on who you play. You're, Matt, your uh, your logic is impeccable. There's uh, enough hate in this world, right? Matt, stop <laughs> so hey, let's leave me. it at that. It's not me. It's the person who's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it at that. It's gonna be an exciting round four. So guys, make sure you're checking the uh, the league Discord channels. Make sure you're te- uh, checking the Fantasy Ruckers Discord channel with all the league updates. They'll have that document with all that you'll need to know for your Fantasy Wire pickups coming up this week, as well as setting your line. Lineups. Should be an exciting week heading into round four. Make sure you're following us everywhere on socials at the Fantasy Ruckers. That's where you're going to stay up to date with the league the best. Um, and also on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. For Devin Vandy Vanderpool, for Matt Yee, I am Ryan Yee. Thank you for tuning in and joining us on this fantasy rugby journey. We will be back next week. Thank you all. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
Make sure to like, rate, and review. And be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.